all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason. You. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. From MPB Think Radio, this is Southern Remedies, Relatively Speaking, the show all about you and your family. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, Professor of Pediatrics and Medical Director for the Center for the Advancement of Youth at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Respect. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Aretha Franklin taught us how to spell it, but in today's world, it does seem that no one has respect for anyone. What did your parents teach you about respecting others? What should we be teaching our children about respect? Does respectful behavior set you up for bullying? Let's talk about what's going on in your life. Share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking from MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Dr. Susan Buttress, and gosh, Aretha sang Respect so well, R-E-S-P-E-C-T, we were just talking about. We may not be able to spell respect without sort of singing it. She taught us how to spell it, but in today's world, does it seem that no one has respect for anyone? Do you find that manners are sometimes seemingly gone? What did your parents teach you about respecting others, respecting others' opinions, others' thoughts, others' behavior? What should we be teaching our children about respect? And then another thought, does respectful behavior possibly set you up for bullying? Sometimes I believe that is taught. I'd like to hear what's going on in your life, what your thoughts are about this respect topic and um, how perhaps we need to do things differently. Do we need to change things in our workplace? But do we model well for our children growing up? Not just your children, not just the kids in your home, but do we model respect, respectful behavior to kids in our town, in our village, in our state? Um, are we behaving as we want them to behave? Uh, the further along we get, um, lately, it seems that perhaps we're not doing what we need to do. I want you to join in this conversation, and and I want you to give us your opinion and tell us what you think we should be doing. I have some suggestions as we move through this hour. 
but I'd like for you to call too. Give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. So, the way this came up is um, clearly. Uh, you would have to never turn the television or radio or the Internet on not to see what's kind of happened in the degradation of respectful behavior. Um, yesterday, I walked into a luncheon meeting with two highly accomplished businesswomen who'd been seated before I arrived. When I walked in, they both stood up to greet me, not because I'm anyone special, but because that is the model for respectful behavior. They made me, when I walked in, feel welcome and valued. That's part of respectful behavior. That learned behavior is something that helped put those two women where they are today. Um, I dare say individuals with Um, disrespectful behavior, who didn't treat people well, perhaps may not have accomplished nor have been respected as much as as they. Um, The other point I'd just like to make is um, a turnaround of the incident that happened. Recently, I was interviewing individuals for a position. Um, This particular person arrived on time for their interview. Um, And when I came in to interview this individual, the person was already seated. So I walked into the room and the interviewee stayed seated and only slightly turned toward me as I walked in, did not make good eye contact. So what do you think my first impression was of that individual as, as a potential person to to work in our office. What I'm pointing out is sometimes those subtle signs of respectful behavior. Again, I didn't expect someone to greet me that way with a stand and a handshake because I'm more important than that individual, but because that shows good social skills, good respectful behavior. So, if you're here's another example, you're in a meeting and have an opinion about a topic being discussed. You wait your turn. Then when you start to talk, you're interrupted by someone who is disagreeing with you before you finish your point. Is that respectful behavior? I think everybody knows. No, of course not. But we see this all the time. And my question to you is why? And are we not teaching children as they grow up uh, to learn how to respect for others and, and what that means and how one can move forward? So we already have a first caller. Let's let's go on to the phones. We're going to talk to John in Jackson. John, good morning. You have some comments about this yeah, topic? Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for calling in. Well, most individuals want respect, and they have priorities who they respect, but they don't respect who they feel like they don't want to. 
So respect goes both ways. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a two-way street. Absolutely. Uh, John, that's one point that we have to remember as as children are growing up, they pretty much do what they're modeled. Um, so whatever their model does, they do. So your point is that if we we tend to to give respect, to be polite, to stand up when someone enters the room, if they are like-minded as we are. Um, I guess my point is, um, why? Why are we doing that? Why are we determining that only our thoughts are the right way to be and the, the only people that we should respect? John, why do you think that is? Well, there are hierarchies and there are different class of people that people, they, they stick to their own class. If it's someone that they feel that is beneath them, then they, they are inclined to not respect them. But people that's in their echelon, they respect. But people that's out of their echelon, they don't. Hmm. So... My contention is that is not what we should be teaching, and that is not how you build the right kind of place, world, um, the kind of individual that we want to be um, associated with. Um, right. It's like when you walk when you're in a restaurant. I know this has happened to me more than once when I'm in a restaurant. And someone at a table next to me is just abjectly rude to the waiter because something was not correct coming out of the kitchen. Um, the waiter's trying to make a wage. Um, many, many um, who are wait staff, half of at least of their income is coming from tips. And when somebody is rude to them, they are put, number one, in a demeaning position, number two, they are um, subject to lose a tip if they do anything but um, grovel, so to speak. So, um, again, that disrespectful behavior is something that, that I see individuals think they can do. And your point, John, is well taken, that many times it's because people believe they are above someone else. Right. Some people are just inclined when they go to restaurants. I've been with people that go to restaurants, and they are never satisfied. (laughs) They always send back their food. They don't like the way they were approached. They don't like their tone. Uh, uh, You have to be real. Myself, personally, I feel like until I got to the point of being the lowest of the low in my life, was I able to look up and respect everybody? Hmm. Well, John, I, I hope you don't feel like you're the lowest of, of the low in your life now. I, and I hope we don't have to do that. We shouldn't have to feel like we're at the bottom before we understand that uh, we all deserve respect. Well, that's true. Yeah. Point well taken. So, well, John, thanks for starting the conversation off. I appreciate your call, and thanks for listening. And um, would love to hear from others of you about your thoughts about what John said and then um, certainly what I said. There are plenty of 
individuals who waited tables, I know, who have gone through this kind of thing. And I'd like to hear your comments on that, too. Let's let's stay on the phones. Charlie in Oxford has some comments about disrespect in the news media. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning, Dr. Butchers. Thanks for taking my call. Certainly. Thanks for calling. I don't make a ha- I usually don't watch the news on mm-hmm. TV. I'll, I'll turn the radio on because I drive a lot for work. But I, I did watch the news with my family this morning. And I, kind of a thought I had is they, they highlight so much poor behavior and, you know, especially the current political climate and happenings. So much of it is you know, folks being ugly to each other. And, and that's been around for a while. But for me, I think it's important to remember, or at least I, I hope this is true, that it, it seems true to me, that the news will cover the bad so much more than the good. Hmm. And there, there's so much, there's so many more media outlets and such, and information travels so much more rapidly than in years past. I think if you, if that's your source of, of diagnosing human behavior or current events, you're going to have some, uh, you're going to think down, uh, think less of people because that's what's, that's what's given airtime. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, absolutely. Charlie, I, I agree with you um, in that it just seems like our news has, has gone away from real news many times and more um, editorials and opinions and interviews of people that will make um, more of a sensational mark, I guess. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. One thing that my husband and I have said often is that, golly, if there's not a killing or a shooting in our central Mississippi area, it seems like our news media wants to go out of the state to find um, another murder or something else going on. So we keep that up. So I personally would like to hear what good is happening. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing, and this is, I don't care what your political views are or what your uh, thoughts on President Trump are, but there, he, he gets, and the president's going to get a lot of airtime, but it's gotten to the point where it's like, when you turn the TV on or anything else, it's like, okay, what, what did Trump do wrong today? Mm-hmm. And whether or not it's wrong, and, and if it is, obviously that's, that's something that needs to be covered, or, or just what's happening, but it, it seems it's to a level that it almost becomes the boy that cries wolf. And if something terrible does happen, it's no different than what you're hearing every other day. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, I'm not trying, right, right, wrong, or indifferent. That's just the impression I get. I, I had one other thought, too, to your point on the, the person failing to make eye contact on the job interview. Sure. I think especially the, the folks that grew up with a smartphone in their hand, maybe have lost some of that mm-hmm. and because yeah, in years past if you didn't have face-to-face conversations with people or maybe on the telephone too you just didn't that that's what human act, interaction was limited to other than the than uh the written word and right. I, I think some of those skills have fallen by the wayside just because people don't have to do that anymore and i, I personally don't I, I think that's regrettable yeah. Just 
Well, Charlie, there actually has been some some recent stuff in research and in the media uh, about that very thing, that uh, it seems that especially in our younger generation, um, that is not taught. The need for to put put things down, look up, put the phone up. And, and I will tell you that I see parents modeling very poorly to their kids in restaurants. Everybody's on their smartphone. Um, out at airports, um, I travel a lot. People are on their um, phones and not exchanging with each other. So that may be part of what's going on. And and my my promotion here today is that I think we need to do a better job of teaching what good manners are, how to respect individuals who are around you, and not be so internalized on what's important for you at that very moment. But, Charlie, thanks for calling and thanks for listening, and um, I hope others heard a lot of what he said. Um, I think he had a couple of really great points. Um I think we need to go ahead and go to our first break. We've got um, Robert and another caller on the line. We have uh, an open line or two. So we're talking about respect. Do we give it to others? Are we teaching our children how to respect others? And if we aren't, why not? Give us a call to join the conversation at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send an email to family at Online. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. We'll be right back. To listen to stories and shows, go to mpbonline.org. Welcome back. This is Relatively Speaking, and I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. Thank you for being with us today. We are talking about respectful behavior, treating other people with respect, why why do we seem to be losing that lately? Is it the models that we have? Is it the media that presents too much of the disrespectful behavior that makes us feel like it, we're in the norm now? Um, what's going on? Um, I want to hear from you about what you think, and we'll get to what we need to do maybe to teach more politeness. Give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. We're going to go on back to the phones. Uh, we have Robert in Purvis. Good morning, Robert. Good morning. Uh, great show, Doctor Susan. Thank Quick you. Comment on the previous caller. Eye contact is incredibly important in any kind of personal communication. Absolutely. Even wearing even wearing sunglasses while you're talking to someone is, is kind of disrespectful, I've always felt, because you can't see their eyes. So um, people should be real conscious of that. The question I have for you is how do you deal with people, nice people, either friends or relatives, who are incessant talkers? They just don't stop talking. They, In any kind of conversation, you might start some topic and they will go on forever. Forever. Bring up other topics. Do you impolitely interrupt them and, and talk, or, or what do you do? It's, it's, some people just have that habit. It's not just lonely people that live by themselves. It's, it's uh, people that are um, in normal society. Some people just have this bad habit, and, and it, it's annoying. And um, 
And it's not respectful, Robert. I heard you. They're they're nice people, and and certainly you. I think we've all encountered that individual who, um, you start a topic, and before you know, it's taken away, and um, the the talking doesn't stop. So there's no pause, no question back to you, and no opportunity. That's not a good person who knows how – I mean, it may be a good person. It's an individual who doesn't know how to have a good back-and-forth conversation. So they're not really communicating. They're just ta- no. talking. Listening skills are incredibly important, but what do you do? Do you just walk away or you interrupt or what? Yeah, I think it's okay to say, wait just a minute. Let me finish my point. Um, and and to finish it, I don't think it's rude to ask to be listened to, and um, and then if you feel like that individual's going off topic, you can say, "Golly, Jane, I think that's a little off topic. Let's get back to what we were talking about." I had asked you, blah. So I I do not think it's rude behavior for you to interrupt the individual if they haven't allowed you to complete your sentence. And I also think it's okay to say, gosh, I think we've covered that topic enough. I need to get back to work or whatever you need to do. Um, right. I would I would encourage anyone to do that and and say I, if you want to interject, uh, I don't want to seem impolite, but I think it's okay. That's okay to to have that little phrase before to stop them um, because all of us need a way to deal with an individual like that. And again, that's not. A person who knows how to have a good conversation, maybe you can do some teaching there. (laughs) I hope that helped. Robert, I want to reemphasize your comment on the take your sunglasses off, especially if you're indoors when you're having a conversation with an individual, number one. And remember how important if you want to give value to that person in front of you, look at them. Um, make eye contact. It doesn't have to be hard forever long eye contact, but look at them um, and let them know you're really listening. Your your point is excellent. So thanks for calling. Let's stay on the phones. We've got uh, Slim in Columbus. Slim, you have a comment about being a journalist in the news medium. Yeah, I don't want to uh, to take this discussion off on a tangent, but I did want to respond to uh, uh, some of the conversation about the media's role, uh, sure. and I guess maybe uh, coordinating our discourse. <laughs> uh, and, and what I'd say is, uh, if I could push back mildly, you know, I've been doing this, uh, I've been a journalist for 35 years, and uh, just like anyone else, I have family, I have, you know, uh, I live in the community, I pay taxes, I go to church, I do all those things. You know, journalists are not a news have ups and downs like everyone else. Sure. Uh, but we do take our job very seriously. And, uh, you know, by the nature of the news, sometimes it's not pleasant. But, uh, you know, good news is great and people like it. But bad news is important. And we feel like, uh, you know, uh, as journalists, we feel like we have an obligation to present that. And uh, certainly uh, I don't think any, anyone says, oh, boy, there's a terrible accident or a murder. That's, that's, you know, that's, that's a good day. I, I just don't believe we view it that way. So I'd just like to push back gently mm-hmm. on that idea and, 
and make that point. So I'll, I'll just listen to any comment you might have on that. Thank you. Slim, thanks for calling and, and thanks for reminding us. Certainly, um, bad news is important, especially when it's something that may affect us in in our area for certain. I mean, the bad news of a, a, a lost um, older gentleman came out this morning on the news. Very important. And, and actually having the media cover that may allow that individual to be discovered more quickly. The same thing with kidnappings. The same thing with dangerous behavior that's happening in our area. So I completely agree with you. And, and if we made a, a broad generalization, certainly we know bad news needs to no, be I, reported. I agree and, and with I don't, you. I don't, I don't think that was your intent or even no. thought of intent. But, you know, the nature of the news is, you know, we don't write stories about all the planes that land safely. You know? Right. Uh, we report on the ones that crash, and there's a, you know, a, a reason for that and a legitimate reason. So uh, I'm not highly offended, but I did Good. Want to, you know, push back a little bit and say, you know, it's the nature of what we do. We don't take any great pleasure. I don't know if anyone takes pleasure in writing. I can imagine. You know, um, I appreciate your call and and noting that uh, last week we actually talked about individuals who can experience um, post-traumatic stress disorder from witnessing over and over um, terrible things that happen to people, even if it didn't happen to you, the witnessing of it. And I am certain there are news media individuals out there who have been engaged in that kind of tragic reporting that that likely have some some resultant trauma just from that. So we appreciate you and and know that sometimes it's not a very safe job to do what you do. So thanks, Slim. Thanks for your call. Well, let's, uh, we're going to stay in the phones. We've had a couple of callers waiting for a while. We have Rick in Grand Bay. Rick, thanks yes. for calling. Good morning. Good morning. The problem with it is, is individualism and the belief that I have the right to be respected. You don't have a right to be respected. Even amongst the Jews, they didn't believe in any right to be respected. They believed in humility. One has the right to be humble. So are you saying that, um, Rick, that you have to earn the respect, that, that the right isn't immediately there, and that people won't respect right. you if That's you don't too, earn it? Too easy. It's too easy to demand it. You see what I'm saying? If, I live here, if, I, if I'm called to be humble, I don't really have the right under that to be respected. Well, I'm not sure if I completely agree with you. I think a I humble think, yeah, person. I think you're polar opposites. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like um, you and I are not in the same place. Now, I agree with you that being a humble individual, um, if you have humility, then that is something to be respected. I don't think respect is the same thing as putting someone up on a pedestal and acting like or treating them as if they are better than you are, are better than someone else. It's just saying that 
that they're valued as an individual and one is looking at them well, as at least an equal. Let me let me give you an example. Okay. Road rage. Road rage. The reason why road rage happens, that person feels he has a right to be respected. And you have not respected his right to drive. So therefore he, he develops rage. Hmm. Okay, I hear you, Rick. I'm not. That's what I meant by the demand to be respected. Yeah. I think a respectful person, if you're truly a respectful individual, you don't demand that. So I'd love to hear what our other listeners think about that. I, I, I hear what you're saying. And and I'm not sure if road rage is is just demanding to be respected. I think it's demanding to have your way and do exactly what you want. Maybe um, in in some tangential way you can call that respect, but but not the type of respect that I'm talking about. Thanks for your call, Rick. Um, listeners, what do you think about Rick's comment? I'd I'd like to hear more. Uh, from you about that. Um, I think we're going to keep going with the phones. Uh, Josh and Madison. Josh, you have some thoughts about children and social media. Well, I want to respond to Rick. Uh, Sure. Every human being has a right to be respected. It's like the old adage, innocent until proven guilty. You Uh, have to respect every human life, every human. Now, if they act crazy, <laughs> the best thing to do is to back off. Now, the last fight I won, I won by 100 yards. Uh-huh. And I'm proud of that. I stay away from trouble. You yeah. Know, people that are in road rage usually engage. It's not one-sided. Right. Because the person that's flipped off or is something like that happens, they should just say, mm, oh, well. You know, like I always tell my children, I don't care – the only people I care about are the people I respect. They're the only opinions that I care about. That's you know, any religious leader or any family member that I respect. If they have a comment about me, I I take it to heart. You're going to listen. But you're saying everyone has the right to be respected, but if you don't act in a respectful manner, perhaps. Um... Then, then you've, just, you've just blown your whole your whole theory. <laughs> You've blown your opportunity. <laughs> You've blown your whole theory right there. Right. You know, I, I mean, I, I have the right to be respected. You didn't respect me. I mean, that's an old urban thing. Disrespected me. You disrespected me. Yeah, yeah. You said something about my mother. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, you know, take the source. Yeah. If it's, if it's somebody I don't respect, it means nothing to me. Yeah. I hear. Anyway, I'm talking about the new rules. Yeah. Yeah, we got some new rules going on here. I've got a child, a teenager, who thinks her phone is, uh, I don't know, a god or or a, 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 it's like she can't live without it. Yeah, and she wouldn't answer me. I talked to her. We were crossing across the reservoir spillway. And she wouldn't answer me. I said, listen, you put that phone down and listen to me. She just kept on. And I took the phone and I flipped it in the reservoir. Wow. 
That's and, harsh. Uh, it was a six hundred dollar mistake, but she got the point. <laughs> she got the point. She got the point for yeah. one time in her life. Yeah. I was at my grand my uncle's funeral yesterday and my grandmother we were sitting at a table and a woman walked up and she turned to me and said, You get up off your seat right now and you take your you know uh-huh. you you know, respect. So now I mean it stuck with me. Yeah. I was ten. Yeah. And then, you know, not you know, removing a hat. Yeah. Sunglasses. Yeah. It, I was always taught not to shake a woman's hand until she extends it. Now, are those rules still in place or we got new things going? I mean, is, we got we got. There do seem, we, we Josh, got, there. Yeah. Josh, there seem to be some new rules out there um, in some ways and maybe not new rules so much. But the fact that we aren't teaching polite, respectful behavior to our children. That may be where we're going with this. So, Josh, I'm not sure about the harshness of the correction, um, but certainly I think to recognize that we need to teach respectful behavior. So we're going to continue. We've got some callers on the line. Stay with us, uh, Bob, Cherry, and Belle. We'll be right back. We're talking about respectful behavior. Um, And this is Relatively Speaking. This has been a good one. Stay with us. We'll be right back. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Relatively Speaking, and I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. We are talking about respect. Are we teaching? Are we modeling respect? And what is it anyway? Um, Can you earn it? Do you demand it? What do you think? We've had some great callers. We're going to go right on back to the phone. We have Cherry in Lexington with some comments about respect. Good morning, Cherry. Thanks for waiting. Good morning. Um. I think we as parents, uh, what should I say, uh, grandparents, we are actually jumping the ball on teaching and doing doing the, doing the correcting. Mm-hmm. And, and um, by that I mean that when a child acts up or or say something or do something or have a negative attitude, we tend to look the other way or we ignore it. And we sometimes even laugh at it. When I come from a generation, when, when you do something wrong or say something wrong, that parent would correct you right then and there. It didn't matter where you were, whether you were at church, in a group setting, or where. You were corrected right that moment. But now we tend to either ignore what they say or do or how they act or look the other way or even laugh at them. Mm-hmm. And this only encourage them to, to even do even more. Yeah, even Cherry. Yeah, I hear you, Cherry. I think you're you're so correct that one thing that we know when you're dealing with behavior management, immediacy um, is very important. And by that, I mean if a child, if there's something that you want to reinforce a positive behavior where they were polite and did the right thing, right then you say, I really like the way you looked and greeted Miss Jones. You were so polite. Thank you. 
the uh, the alternative, the other side, the flip side of that is when a child does something wrong, you don't have to be demeaning, but you can say, I didn't hear thank you, mm-hmm. or um, stand up, grandmother just walked in the room, or, you know, take your hat off, we just walked inside, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I agree mm-hmm. with you, Cherry, I think that all too often... Um, parents are not taking the time, grandparents maybe, are not taking the time to be good parents and to model the behavior. The other thing is to remember if you expect your child to do it, you need to do it too. Exactly. So when grandmother walks in the room, you stand up and um, expect your child to do the same. And and the same thing goes just for greeting people. I often, when a man, I'm a woman, obviously, um, when a man walks into a room that I haven't seen, I'll stand up to greet him just because I think it's polite. It's, mm-hmm. It may not be the girl thing to do, but I do it because I believe that it shows some respect and letting that individual know I'm glad they're there. So, Cherry, thanks for your comments. Uh, your your point is is a good one. I, hope. I, have, one, I have one other comment. Sure. Uh, uh, sometimes we as adults uh, in a conversation, I call them um, bullies because in a conversation they seem to take over, mm. or if something's being asked, they just go on with it and they don't allow you to to, to, to come back in and say anything. And I call those conversations bully conversations. <laughs> That's a, <laughs> I like that. Our, we had a previous caller, I hope you heard, he was yeah. asking what to do. And maybe if you feel like you're not able to make your point, you can say, uh-oh, here we go. I'm hearing a little bit of a bully conversation. Let me have my say. I think it'd be okay. You can say it in jest and still make your point. So that's a new term, Cherry. I like that. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Let's go on to Yazzie City. We have Belle in Yazzie City who has uh, a comment about having a balance in respect. Um, tell us what your thoughts, Belle. Okay. Thank you. I'm in that age group now where um, a lot of people, now that my hair is white and my back is bent, <laughs> Um, a lot of people will call me Miss So and So, and uh, if I, I I know we're raised in the South to be polite to elders, but if an elder tells you, please call me by my first name, don't put the Miss in front of it. Please respect that, and th- th- there needs to be a balance, I think, in this modern day and age, with adult to adult behavior. I'm talking about. Um, you know, I, I feel if I, people continue to call me Miss So-and-so, that they're pushing me off into the margins of everyday society. It's like I'm off somewhere. And I would rather be just adult, in adult-to-adult behavior. Just treat me, even though I'm older, like another adult. And don't, don't, don't speak to a strange older person talking loudly, just assuming that they're deaf because they're older. <laughs> and uh, thank you a lot. I, I wonder if uh, your background from Natchez is such a sociable place 
helped you get the idea for this program. It is great. <laughs> and thank you for taking my call. <laughs> thank you, Belle. I didn't grow up in Natchez, but I had uh, many cousins there. And, um, yeah, you know, we just grew up, the Natchez family and the Canton family, grew up um, where we were expected to respect Everybody, we really were, and so um, everybody had equal standing. Nobody was better than the other, and that's what we need to keep teaching. Um, Bell, thanks for your comments. I, I want to make a couple of things. Uh, I have seen that happen where um, older individuals are greeted and people start yelling at them. It's kind of like what people do when there's an individual who doesn't speak much English and they they yell at them, thinking that speak. More loudly is going to get the communication across. I assure you, if there's an older person out there who needs you to speak more loudly, they likely will say, "Wait, I didn't understand you. Can you speak?" And I hope, I hope they feel comfortable with that. Um, Bell, I know that people are not trying. It's it's just so entrenched in the South to call an older person Miss. Um, but I get you. I know sometimes when people um, will not use my first name when I ask them to, it's a little frustrating because I'd like to get a little, feel a little more familiar with that individual. So I, I hear you, and I hope our listeners heard you. And I think it's good to ask um, and and say what you expect. So thanks for your call. Um, all right, let's go to Bob in Jackson. Um, Bob, you have some comments about uh, the difference between respect and uh, and what? Uh, the difference between respect and courtesy. Uh, ah. Rick's comment yeah. was that he couldn't necessarily respect people for one reason or another, which is fine. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't feel that you have to respect people you don't know or. You can deal with people that you don't respect, but you do owe them courtesy. That's a very good point, I think. The, even if you don't have the respect in the definition of respect, to just be polite and courteous is what you really do owe everyone, and there's no reason not to be that way. Um I think you you maybe drew that differential line um, that that Rick and I were having uh, difficulty with, Bob. I think that was I think that was the difficulty he was having was parsing yeah. Uh, yeah. the difference between respect and courtesy. Yeah. And the, uh, the issue about calling an older person Mister or Ms. is you have to understand that here in the Deep South we're brought up to treat our elders that way. So if, yeah. if this person tells you, no, 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 you can't call me that. You have to call me by my first name. You're going to make that person uncomfortable. So you have to understand that they're not doing this to distance themselves. It's it's how they are comfortable in addressing their elders. If the relationship continues, then yes, eventually they may feel more comfortable. But you have to respect that that's how they were brought up, and you were making them uncomfortable if you demand they address you in a way that they were taught was impolite. Another good point. I know certainly in in our professional arena, we have some um, incredibly um, wonderful older physicians who have been long, long term contributors, and um, they have asked 
that we call them by their first name. And and I've heard a couple of people say back to them, I'm so not comfortable with that. Please don't make me do that. <laughs> so your your point is um, has been demonstrated right in front of me. So thanks. Makes me uncomfortable. Can't do it. Okay. Um, thank you so much, Bob, for your two points. Curtis, courteous behavior and respectful behavior maybe are not synonymous. Uh, maybe the respect is a bit different, and, and but everybody deserves some courtesy. All right, let's go. Um, we have one more caller. We have Jay and Jackson. Um, you have a rule related to manners you want to share with us, Jay? Yes. Um, well, okay. So if they're old enough to be my father, I'm 43. If they're old <laughs> enough to be, to be my father, I just automatically default to Mr. Right. Right. Um, old enough to be my mother, autom- automatically default to Miss or Mrs. Depending on whether or not they're married. Um, you know, we took etiquette in elementary school. Um, uh, as to the other callers, uh, uh, I mean, you know, and if they're, you know, if they're roughly my age or younger, you know, I'm just first name, you know, or, or, or whatever, or, or if they're my boss, I'm, you know, if it's my boss or. Until or, they or, ask you to call them by their first name, you're right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but, uh, like I have a friend that's a doctor and, uh, you know, he's my regular physician actually, um, in the office, I call him, you know, Dr. So-and-so. But, you know, in, in casual conversation, he's Alan. You know? So uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's the environment that you're in, too. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's, it's what you grew up in and what you others seem to be doing around you, um, which, is, which is a good way to flow. Except if you're in one of those negative environments when people are demonstrating rude behavior. And I think that's one of the issues that perhaps we've gotten into is that the the overall flow, feel, model, or whatever is going on has pulled away from trying to come up with some some modicum of a good kind behavior. Uh, Jay, now I, I was just thinking as you were talking about if they're old old enough to be my my mother. Um, you know, some women look way older than they are. Some look way younger than they are. That's so true. True. <laughs> that can be a little bit rocky ground. But I think but from I mean, a they don't know that that's my rule. That's just. Uh, that's just kind of uh, that, that's just what my, you do. My, yeah, that's just what I do. And and I, I don't try to, uh, you know, I, and I'm definitely not trying to be ageist or anything. I just uh, I, and, and see, I made a mistake. I, I didn't make my my daughter call me sir, you know, uh-huh. and I just didn't want that kind of formal type of relationship in my house, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I, I but I made her call, you know. Other adults, sir and ma'am, mm-hmm. I just didn't make her call me that, mm-hmm. and I, and maybe I should have. I mean, uh, but but it, it seemed like such a formal yeah. divide between 
uh, you know, a parent-child relationship. Well, you know, Jay, um, in the in other areas of the country, many times parents do not have their child um, say ma'am or sir to, to them or to other adults. But what they do demand if they are teaching good, respectful, or courteous behavior is instead of saying yep or nope, to say yes um, or no, thank you. So um, I, I think it a lot of it has to do with region and um, always tacking on the ma'am or sir or missed or miss, miss or missus or mister doesn't mean um, that you're always showing um, respect because yes, sir, can um, be very disrespectful even though they put sir with it. So as long as you taught your daughter to treat you with respect and um, to obey you when when um, she should, then then I'm sure you did a good job. And um, and she probably um, respects you for the the parenting that you did. So it's not all about the sir and ma'am stuff, Jay. Thanks for calling and and thanks for your thoughts and manners. Um, in summary, I'm going to just spend the next. 60 seconds on some things that we need to remind ourselves to teach children that are around us. And if you're if they are not yours, you can model the right kind of behavior. If you have a young child and you're trying to teach them how to have good conversational skills, you look them in the eye and you let them know that you are interested in what they have to say. You teach polite responses, like I just said. A please and a thank you, a yes and a no thank you, are are no, are fine as long as they're said with respect. If you want your child to, to use the sir and ma'am, then let them know. And then be consistent about your expectations. Um, one thing that I hear all too often is overreaction on what a child's done. Um, Instead of overreacting to the negative, positively reinforce the positive. So if your child calls you a name, say, we don't talk like that in our house. And I would stop at that. Say it firmly and then turn and don't give attention to it. Really important. Also set limits. Be kind and firm. Uh, make sure that that they know that you're the boss, and then, like I said earlier, just praise that respectful behavior. Very important to let kids know that you're noticing that kind of positive behavior. So, thanks to all our listeners, and certainly to all our callers who added so much to the conversation today. We really appreciate it. Today's show was engineered by Java Chapman. Um, he was responsible for Aretha Franklin. Our call screener, um, Jared Hallman. Thanks, Jared. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and I hope you'll join us next Tuesday at 11 for Relatively Speaking and that you'll stay tuned for NPR's Here and Now, coming up next on MPB Think Radio.